listen to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. You know, we're more recently known as the Vibe of Thrive. And I love what our listeners do. I love all of you. I love how you listen to the show. You send us your emails, and we implement what you say. You have a very, I think, phenomenal perspective on the show. Uh, and it, as a matter of fact, Pretty, pretty much could explain it better than most of us here that are, that are doing this every day. I'm your host, Dr. Papasili, and come to you live about 14 hours of live radio each week. And so if you want to find out where all that other radio is going on, go to www.thedrpatshow.com. I'm so jazzed to be speaking with my guest today. You know, when I first got the information about her work, I thought, you know, what has my life been like? You know, have I been able to find my courage? Have I been able to have things show up in my life when times were tough and when times were great? Well, joining me today is the author of Find Your Courage, uh, Margie Worrell. She's joining me so we can talk about what it means to have an emotional stimulus plan and why that's important right now. Margie's joining me here today as one of the, the world's recognized international experts on living and leading with courage. Walks or talk, lives boldly, and has an adventurous spirit, which you're going to hear about today. But she's also the best-selling author of Find Your Courage. She has co-authored two other books, 101 Ways to Improve Your Life and Discover Your Inner Strengths with Success Experts, including... Stephen Covey, Jack Canfield, Richard Canfield, Ken Blanchard, and John Gray. And so joining me here today, we're here to take on a conversation of courage in a time when you might think you don't have any. Margie, thank you so much for joining us today because I'll tell you, this is truly, truly an important conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, one of the things that I find your courage, I was on your, your website today, and I, I want to kind of start out with, with this conversation because I was looking at something, I think it was your featured article, Are You Underestimating Yourself? And I wanted to start there. And by the way, for those of you out there, uh, it's probably a good idea to go to a website and, and check out lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of things that are out there. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to ask you was about understanding ourselves. When we look at finding our courage and we, we look at under, understanding and underestimating ourselves, I wanted to ask you, best-selling author, international leader, were there points in time in your life when you felt sort of the, the cup was not running over? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not even like half empty. Oh, let me count the time. <laughs> oh, so many times. And, you know, like, that's what the essence of courage is about. It's not about just marching forward without a moment's hesitation or self-doubt or uh, any setbacks or hurdles. It's, it's 
action in the presence of fear and self-doubt and it's falling over and picking yourself up and falling over again and that's really what it is to live a courageous life. It is, it's, it's, it's really moving forward and believing in yourself and taking action despite all the reasons you can find why not to. Well, exactly. And, you know, this is why I love talking with you because courage has been an interesting, let's just call it an interesting phenomenon in, in many, many decades, many years. I mean, there have been so many people that have been called courageous mm-hmm. that in some mm-hmm. sense have not been. And other people that have not been called courageous that are doing extraordinary acts. Yeah. So let's talk about, from your perspective, Margie, if we could, what courage means. Sure. You know what? Would you mind if I just read a, just a paragraph from the introduction of my book? Oh, please do. Because I think that it, it sums it up well, and, and, and I may as well share a paragraph here with others. Courage has many faces and is not confined to the traditional definition involving some extraordinary feat of bravery or physical risk. The reality is that most of us do not find ourselves with opportunities to lay down our life to save another, march bravely into battle, slay the dragon, or heroically respond to some unexpected and overwhelming challenge. Because of this, we mistakenly assume that we don't possess the sort of courage that we witness in others. But that just isn't the case. The truth is that you possess no less nor more courage than the people you hail as heroes. You just haven't found yourself in circumstances where you felt compelled to draw on it. You know, when I listen to you say that, I'm, I'm really struck by the many people that are going out about their days that don't really align or relate themselves to being courageous. Yeah. And yet, at some level, they really, really are. I mean, uh, there are people every day that do, quote, work, that are doing things in a, in a very courageous way. So I love what you read. And you know, I wanted to ask you about your book, in a, in a sense, because I watched. I also watched your movie on the website. I want to make sure everybody has uh, Margie's website. Find findyourcourage.com, findyourcourage.com, and then you're going to be able to see lots of information. But when we think about it, these are extraordinary times. Some people mm-hmm. say that these are times that will rock most people's worlds, mm-hmm. and others say there are times where they will catapult you, rocking in another way, to something you haven't imagined. How do you, yeah. how do you, how well, do you I, talk I, about this? You know, I think, yes, these are times when that will rock people's worlds. But I also believe that both, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive. But it's, it's when the going gets tough, it's when we're confronted with adversity, it's when things don't just keep rolling along smoothly as they always have. That's when there's the opportunity for, the, for catapulting ourselves in a new direction. That's when there's the opportunity for us to learn more about who we are and to discover in ourselves strength and resilience and resourcefulness and wisdom. And so many, so, you know, so often when you, you think back, I'm sure in your life, I certainly know in mine, it's been the times that have been tough when things haven't been as I would have liked them to have been, when I've really, really struggled, that that certainly 
I can attribute to who I am today. And I think of some of the, you know, the insights and thoughts, perspectives I have on life. I haven't got them all from just having a crazy old time and everything going well. It's when things haven't gone so well. That's when we're, I think, really confronted with um, expanding our view of reality and life and ourselves. And, and we kind of, our old model of the world doesn't fit anymore. And we need to come up with a bigger, better model. Let's talk about that, because part of what you and I are referring to today is an opportunity. I want to just mention to everyone that this is a show I've been very, very, I've been looking forward to talking with Margie Worrell about this, author of Find Your Courage. We're talking about emotional stimulus plan as well, and we'll get into that in a minute. You know, because when we talk about courage, we're also talking about the flip side of that, which is fear, correct? Absolutely. So let's talk about fear for a minute because it's what I'm getting a sense of is fear is showing up in some very interesting ways in the lives of people, people that have never been afraid of anything. And it's sort of this subtle, gosh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like right there popping into people's minds at times they don't expect it. Let's talk about that and let's talk about if you could help us understand, you know, this, this contrast of fear and courage. Sure. Well, you know, just just on the subject of fear, often we talk about fear and in a way that's negative, like fear is a bad thing. Right. <laughs> and, you know, oh, we don't want to have fear or they're fearful or that's not good. And I think let's taking a step back, I mean, fear is one of the core human emotions. Sadness, anger, uh, joy, fear. There's some guilt. There are some key emotions that are kind of core to who we are. There's no escaping fear in life, and we wouldn't want to. And I don't know about you, but I would have done a lot more stupid things when I was a teenager than I already did if I, you know, didn't have some element of fear. We don't even want to do that. But you and I could probably do a whole show on oh, that topic. Oh, <laughs> oh, I could, I could write another book on that one. But, 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 so fear, the emotion of fear, seeks to serve us. It seeks to keep us safe, free from harm, free from pain, and you know, so. In essence, fear is something we should be really grateful for. The, the question is not whether or not fear is a good, a good or a bad thing. It's just too simplistic. It, it doesn't work. Rather, are our fears serving us or not? And if our fears are pointing to us to take, pay attention to something, then, you know, let, like, hey, what do I need to pay attention to here? Sometimes, and, and unfortunately too often, our fears keep us from doing the very things we need to do in order to thrive in life. Our fears keep us playing safe, avoiding risk, you know, sticking with the known, settling for the status quo, because, man, that's, that's a safer course of action than to take a risk. But as, as you and I both know, you know, the biggest risk we can take in life is not to take some risks. And fear will sometimes keep us taking those risks that are important for us to take. Well, and let me ask you this question then. If we're sitting here and we're listening to this show, how do you work with people? How do you invite them to step into the courage arena? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, firstly, we begin with, well, what's not working? Where is life not the way you'd want it to be? Is it in your work? Is it in your relationships? You know, what? helping people identify, and sometimes people are very clear about it. It's like, my marriage sucks, or I hate my job, or there's someone at work I just want to kill, or... You know, whatever my, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm having to declare bankruptcy, whatever it is. You know, what is it, where is it that it's not working for you? 
how would you like this to be? If you could have the, you know, resolve this issue, have a great outcome, what would that look like for you? And getting people to reconnect with what it is that inspires them and to create a vision for themselves and for their life that, that, that inspires them. And that word inspire comes from the Latin to breathe life into that makes them feel more alive. They're like, ah, yeah, that's good. You know, it really resonates on, a, on that spiritual level. So getting people to connect with what it is that they really want, what inspires them, and then go, okay, what do you need to do to create that, to resolve that issue, to move in that direction, whatever the case may be? And that's when fear pops up straight away because it, it, whenever we're going towards something that really inspires us, it also stretches us, challenges us, confronts us. And that's scary, and, and fears come to play that say, oh, you're better off just to stay there. Stay in that relationship, stay in that job, because better the devil you know than the devil you don't. <laughs> well, let me tell well, no kidding. I mean, I think you and I touched on it briefly at the top of the show, where I, I don't think people like us get in the business we're in right now. Totally for me, this is totally off any plan I ever had for myself. But there's a reason we get into this, and people always ask you that question. You know, and Margie, the question is, why the heck did you get into this business? I mean, how is it all of a sudden here you are, motivational speaker, phenomenal, uh, you know, coach and, and, and individual who is helping people live life full out. And the question is, what is it that pulls you towards the body of work you do every day? Because uh. this is... It's not an easy conversation to have, to be talking no. about courage in the face of disaster, and that's what most people think we're in right now. Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Pat, and, and I'm trying to think how to answer it in a way that won't take up the rest of the show. <laughs> um, you know, I really had my struggles and my challenges through my teens into my 20s, and I, I did a business degree. I was working in marketing, and I just found myself, one, having to work through my own my own baggage, but two, I often found myself being someone that people would confide in with their struggles and challenges. And and I, for me, I really got really clear that that would be a very rewarding thing to do with my time. You know, they always say, "What's something you'd do for free?" If you know, and I and I just to be to be able to help people live happier lives. And so I went back to school, and I went back, and I hadn't even heard of coaching. I went back and did a grad studies in psychology, but back in Australia. And then afterwards, I heard about coaching, and then the speaking and the writing kind of unfolded from that. But for me and the whole, this field of talking around courage, it's because again and again, and I, in my own struggle and the struggle of so many other people, I see people who are living lives that don't inspire them at all. They're almost numb. They've got so used to feeling mild anxiety and discontent or acute discontent that they've come to think of it as normal, that, that this is just life. It's just a struggle. You know, you don't expect it to be too great. It's, and I think, isn't that just such the ultimate tragedy to live our lives and not really enjoy our lives and not to feel our lives are important and valuable and to have a sense of meaning and purpose. And I think often it's our own fears of who we are, of not having what it takes, of not being good enough, of if we try something and what if we fail, of people rejecting us, of friends criticizing us, of being humiliated. So many of it, it comes down to fear at such a core level. 
that keeps people from doing and being all that they really aspire to in, in, in the world and for themselves and also for the people that they love the most. And, and I think, so what, what I guess fuels me, compels me to go forward is just to help people believe in themselves and go, you know what, the world is full of possibility and the only thing keeping you from experiencing life on that deep, rich level you want to have it is your belief in yourself and your belief that it is possible or, you know, that it's not possible. Well, I, you know, for those of you just tuning in, this is a conversation for all of us. You know, to listen to Margie Worrell talk about what it means to be engaged and share her own personal journey, it, 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 that's why, you know, Find Your Courage is a best-selling book, and that's why she's joining us here today, because this is an extraordinary conversation for a lot of reasons. One of the things that I, that I love about what you're saying, Margie, is that, you know, we're really we're tearing the pages out of the old book, so to speak. And I love, I love the, the picture of that because I don't know about you, but I kind of grew up with this idea when you get a book, you don't tear out the pages, you don't fold the corners, you don't write in it. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of don'ts about yeah. books. Now imagine taking a book, maybe a book that you really loved at one point, and you're just ripping the pages out. The question is, what do we replace that with? Yeah. And that brings me to you talking with you about your idea of this emotional stimulus plan mm-hmm. because everybody's talking about emotions but not talking about them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, what can we know about this and why is this important? Well, we certainly have heard a lot in the last, uh, what, six, nine months about the financial and economic stimulus plans. You know, obviously in our own lives as, as individuals, we have to take care of ourselves emotionally. And right now people are being confronted with, with circumstances that they, a year ago most people would never have vaguely conceived of. And things have changed very profoundly for many people really quickly. And we're often, we're not, we're, a lot of people are unprepared. How, how do I deal with this? And it's very easy to fall into the trap of uh, resignation and despair and hopelessness and, you know, to reach for a bottle of, of pills to make us feel a bit happier or just to numb the pain a bit. And I think it's so important right now to be, to really be mindful of you know, what is, what is it I'm feeling right now? What are the emotions that are going on for me? And not to allow those emotions to run our lives. You know, fear is one of the, of, of the many emotions, as I shared earlier. And, you know, if we don't own it, it owns us. Mm. Well, you know, I'll tell you, it's the it that I think we need to talk about because are you ready to live consciously? Are you ready to be clear about what, what it is yours to what is yours to do each day? Are you ready to take that step? And that step is courageous for those of us that know what it's like not to take the step. Well, we're going to be talking about that and much more today on the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Thrilled, thrilled you're joining us here today. And we'll be right back with my very special guest, Margie Worrell. We're talking about finding your courage. But more importantly, we're talking about what you can do today to make a difference in this world. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you like where your health and looks are headed? 
or are you ready for a total transformation? Your dollars and days off have never been more precious, so why waste them on anything other than lasting, real rejuvenation? Sure, there are expensive spa vacations, and then there's total transformation. Join best-selling author Cat James in a gorgeous mountain setting, where you learn the very food and self-care principles that transformed her beyond recognition, without self-deprivation. Break free from the food and beauty self-sabotage and spend five days with the woman Self Magazine calls a master of self-transformation. You will even celebrate the new you with a world-class makeover and photo shoot. Want a total transformation but can't afford to get away? Attend Cat's teleprogram from your home via computer or phone. Make 2009 your year for total transformation. Call us at 877-54-TOTAL or visit us at TotalTransformation.com. Do you love who and what you see in the mirror? Stop struggling with weight loss and learn to love who you are right now. 95% of dieters regain their weight within five years for a reason. They never truly learn to love their bodies. Visit BodyImageMastery.com to start your journey towards self-love and healing and get the results that you've always wanted. Call Laura Fenimore at 415-464-1234 or visit BodyImageMastery.com. Hi, I'm Paul McCormick, and I want to help you become financially free. Go to my website, secretsofthemillionaireinside.com, and you'll find my book that just became a bestseller, Passing Up Susie Orman and Rich Dad Poor Dad. And when you buy my book today, you're going to get four e-books, all for the price of one. Plus, I'm going to throw in six CD downloads absolutely free when you buy my book today. Go to my website, secretsofthemillionaireinside.com, secretsofthemillionaireinside.com. Okay, okay, you're stressed. You need a little R&R. Wouldn't going to a spa help? There's all kinds of spas, too. Destination spas, medical spas, day spas, even dental and mobile spas. Where do you find the right spa at the right price? Oh, no, more stress? Well, not anymore. Visit SpaFinders.com. At SpaFinders.com, you'll find everything you need to know about spas from around the world. So de-stress. Click on SpaFinders.com right on our homepage. Ah. Oh. I'm feeling relaxed already. You're listening to CHSR Real Radio on the web. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or simply drdrpatlive.com. If you've missed any part of this interview, uh, we want to make sure that you get it in its entirety. Today we're talking about courage. And, you know, I have a very special guest on the show today. Her name really is Margie Worrell. For the past 20 minutes, I've been calling her Margie. And I want to address that because this is part of the conversation of emotions. And, you know, Margie, you and I were talking during a break, and I shared with you that, you know, I so knew the pronunciation of your name was, was Margie. And yet... And Jay very brilliantly said, you know, just think about Margarita. But yet my mind kept playing Margie. Now, I apologize to you for doing that. Uh, And yet at the same time, isn't it kind of an interesting phenomenon what happens sometimes when our mind wants to do something, but yet our response to life is different or vice versa? And I want to address that because it may seem like nothing to the listeners. But what is it that's going on? You know, what am I being wired to do or not do? I think the point is there is we have a conditioned response to things. 
and for various reasons, and you know, they go right back to when we were little tiny kids and our, how our parents parented us. We have just conditioned habitual ways of responding to things. So some people will habitually respond with the glass is half full, and others will just habitually respond with, oh my god, the sky is falling in, run for cover. And we, and, and, personality factors, there's so many different factors behind it. I think it's important though, when we find ourselves kind of going in that downward spiral, it's, it's much easier to replace a negative thought with a positive one than to be saying to ourselves, stop thinking negative thoughts. <laughs> it's like, don't think of a pink elephant. You know, bang, we're going to a pink elephant. Don't think of chocolate cake. You want to be on a diet. Don't think of chocolate, you know, bang, we're just thinking of cake. Rather think of what is it that you want to think. What, you, what is it that you want to think? And also I think a powerful question is, if you were being courageous right now, how would you respond to the challenges that you're facing? And if you can think of a somebody that you know that's courageous, or maybe they're really assertive and you go, oh, I wish I was assertive like they were or self-assured like they were, they are, you know, how would they respond to that? You know, what would they do in that situation? And sometimes that can open up for us new ways of dealing with things and people and interacting that you go, okay, this is how I'm going to step forward. I'm going to, I'm going to speak up and I'm going to actually ask this person for what it is I really want. I'm going to share how I really feel. I'm going to say what I think. And, and when we practice this again and again and again, we replace those old patterns and behaviors with new ones. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting that we're talking about this. Two things come to mind, uh, Margie, and what you're saying. Two, two really important things. I started the show by asking you about an article on your website about under, underestimating ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting now, you know, we're coming, coming back to an action that one would take. What would we do an action that, that we would take? And underestimating ourselves is something very interesting. And, and one of the folks that got our newsletter, we sent newsletters out, you, you know, the question came up from your perspective. Were you writing this from a perspective of, of, from women? Because women do this a lot. I'm not saying that men don't do this, but I think the norm for men is not to do it. The norm for women is to do it. And I'm kind of stereotyping or generalizing. I don't usually do that, but I'm doing it to prove a point. And I wanted to get your perspective on it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think it is more prevalent among women than men, and, and as you say, of course, that's a generalization. But we do underestimate ourselves, and so often what happens is when we're thrust into a situation, we find that we, we're more resourceful and capable than we thought we were. But what happens when we're not thrust into that situation? And, you know, I have four kids, and it's life busy. <laughs> And I, I sometimes have people say to me, oh, I could never have four kids. I could never do that. And I think, you know what, if you had have had whatever, your two kids had have been both twins, <laughs> yeah, you, you just would have risen to the challenge and you would have just figured it out. Likewise, you know, in certain circumstances, we, we, we often fail to step into something we'd love to do because we don't think we have what it takes to succeed. And we go, oh, I could never do, I, I could never have my own business, oh, I could never get up and speak in front of people. And, I, and we have all these stories about ourselves that really hold us back in profound, profound ways. And you were, you were talking earlier about the book, 
And what if we ripped all the pages out? And there's a woman called Natasha Bedingfield who has this brilliant new song. And I, oh yeah, I yeah. have it on my 11-year-old son's iPod, and I've gone and put it on mine. It's called Unwritten. Yes. And I love it because you know the rest of your life is unwritten. You know, yes, sure, there's stuff that's happened in the past, but the story of your past doesn't have to determine the story of your future. What if you could come up with a brand new story about who you were and what was possible for you, and you stepped into that courageously? Ah, what what your life could look like one year, five years from now is so different; it's unimaginable. And you know, this is part of the conversation of being unimaginable. I was doing something this morning. I was putting some material together for you know a coaching platform that we're doing with the crust busting concept, and I came across. Uh, an older presentation that I had done on imagination. I want to ask you about this because without imagining uh, a, a lifetime, even if it is tomorrow, without having that, what should I say, the courage to imagine, where does that leave us? And how do we get the courage to imagine? Because imagining, I would say, Margie, is also courageous. Oh, absolutely. You know, I have a whole chapter in my book, which is entitled The Courage to Dream Bigger. Mm. And I talk about that it does take courage to dream bigger because when you dream of having something that's beyond what you have right now, whether it's in your relationships or in a job or financial success, whatever it is, that immediately kickstarts all those fears because what if you don't get it? You know, when you when you dare to dream bigger, you are setting yourself self up for the possibility that your dreams mightn't come true. You know, oh, I'd really love to be married to a guy like this that would be just brilliant. It's like, oh yeah, but oh, that's so unlikely, so I won't even, you know. And, but unless we get really clear about what our ideal is and what we really want, we have so little chance of ever ever having that in our life. And actually, Michelangelo once said. The greater danger is not that your dreams are too lofty and you fail to achieve them. It's that they are too small and you do. You know, that thought in itself is what I think is on the minds of so many people today, Margie. I mean, part of, you know, looking at Find Your Courage, and phenomenal book you've written, is truly to find your courage. Yeah. I mean, this is what this is about.